Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey everybody and welcome to the Sport Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Wednesday. We have got a great show for you. I'm going to have Brad Page on as a guest. But let's get right into the sports. We had a busy night in high school basketball for Region 2 4A. And we got some games later today as well. The LaGrange College baseball team gets a big comeback win over Barry College. And the Atlanta Hawks get a win over the Cavaliers. First, I want to start with the GHSA Region 2 4A basketball tournament that is going on right now at Kendrick High School, and the championship games will be at Spencer. Let's start with the girls, because Spencer got a 57-34 win over Columbus. They will take on Shaw in Troop County tonight. So the number five seed Spencer taking on number four Shaw. The number six seed Kendrick beats Jordan 64 to 53 last night, and they will take on Troop County today at 7:30 at Troop County. So Thursday's matchups will be at Carver. The number one seed, the Carver Tigers, will take on the winner of Spencer and Shaw. The number two seed Hardaway is going to take on the winner of Troop County and Kendrick, and the championship game will be Saturday afternoon, located in Spitzer for the right for seeding in the state tournament. Now let's go to the boys bracket. Carver's season comes to an end. They are three seasons removed from winning a state title and their season comes to an end after losing to Columbus 58 to 53. Columbus will take on Shaw tonight at Hardaway High School. Kendrick beats Troop County 68 to 63 and Kendrick will take on the Hardaway Hawks at Hardaway High School at 7.30. And of course, Spencer is the number one seed. They will host either Kendrick or Hardaway 7.30 p.m. at Spencer High School on Friday. And then the number two seed, LaGrange, will play the winner of Shaw and Columbus for the right to play in the championship game on Saturday at Spencer High School. So a lot of action in high school basketball. Just wanted to keep everybody posted. Now, what a comeback win for the LaGrange Panthers baseball team as they defeat Barry College 12 to 8 a come from behind win for the Panthers and they are now 3 and 0 on the season the Atlanta Hawks get a 124 to 116 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers as Trey Young scores 41 points and the Hawks snap a two game losing streak they are now 27 and 30 and they are just a half a game above the Washington Wizards for the 10th and final playoff spot. The Atlanta Hawks will travel to Orlando tonight on short rest to take on one of the worst teams in the league, the Orlando Magic. This is a win. I know they're playing on a back-to-back. They've got to get this win. If they are a playoff team, they win games like this. Clint Capella even said the expectations this year for the Hawks were to make it to the playoffs. I had expectations that they were going to at least make it to the second round. Because you build off going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know they caught some breaks. Ben Simmons had a terrible series, and they were able to get by 
They were able to get by Philly. Kevin Durant's foot was on the line. Otherwise, Brooklyn beats Milwaukee. They got some breaks. I actually thought the Knicks played a very tough series in the playoffs last year. And let's talk about the Knicks because it's hard being a Hawks fan. It's even worse being a Knicks fan when they had so many expectations to make the playoffs. They're now 25 and 33. They are two and a half games out of the final playoff spot. And that Cam Reddish trade starting to look pretty good. Cam Reddish is a non-factor for the Knicks. The Hawks made the right decision moving off of Cam. Giannis scored 50 last night as the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Indiana Pacers 128-119. to Other scores in the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Pelicans on the road 121-109 to without John Morant. And the Phoenix Suns continue to have the best record in the NBA with a 47-10 mark beating The Los Angeles Clippers, 103-96. Tonight in the association, we got two games. I don't understand why the Nuggets-Warriors game is not televised. The Jazz-Lakers game is on ESPN. You know, the Lakers haven't been good since Mitch Kupchak stepped down as the GM. Before LeBron got there, and get this, they did not make the playoffs since 2013. LeBron's first year, you remember that first year when he was playing with the young guys? With Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and he didn't want to play with young guys, and they missed the playoffs? They sold the farm to get Anthony Davis. They traded away three huge assets to get Russell Westbrook. This is not the same team. Alex Caruso is now on the Bulls. You have Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Kyle Kuzma. We had some major upsets in college basketball last night. The Tennessee Volunteers took down the number four Kentucky Wildcats, 76 to 63. They're now 19 and 6 overall. It gets tougher this Saturday as they will take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Penn State beats Michigan State. Duke needed a buzzer beater. They played without Coach K in the second half, but they're able to survive Wake Forest 76 to 74. Villanova takes on Providence and they beat them on the road. And probably the biggest upset of the night. I'm sure Tanya will be happy about this. The New Mexico Lobos upset the number 22 Wyoming Cowboys 75 to 66. Your updated medal count for the Winter Olympics, Norway with 28 medals, the Russia Olympic Committee with 24, and Germany with 20. The United States has 19 medals, 8 gold, 7 silver, and 4 bronze. The United States hockey team was eliminated in the quarterfinals after losing to Slovakia 3-2. After Slovakia wins in a shootout, the United States was unsuccessful in all five shots against Slovakia goalie Patrick Rybar. This will be the third straight Olympics where the United States has not medaled. The last time they medaled, they picked up silver in the 2010 Winter Olympics and they picked up silver in the 2002 Winter Olympics. It got me thinking, what are the expectations for USA Hockey? When they have the NHL players, I believe they're one of the best teams going into the Winter Olympics with Canada and Russia. Behind Canada, they have the most NHL players. You should not be losing to teams that don't have any NHL players. Slovakia is a tough team. That is a team that is one of the top six hockey teams in the world. The United States leaves without a medal, and that is very disappointing for USA Hockey. Is is our expectations that the United States has to medal because of what they did in 1980 with the Miracle on Ice? Maybe the United States hockey team is exactly what they are. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. They're good, but they're okay with finishing 
fourth place, fifth place. Sometimes they'll finish seventh place. I was actually looking at the previous Winter Olympics where they finished seventh place. The one thing that's controversial in the Winter Olympics is Russia figure skater Camilla Vela, who was cleared to compete. She won gold for the long program for figure skating. And this whole doping scandal, it's just going to get worse. I don't really have an opinion on it. I mean, she clearly was the best figure skater, but that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. I think it's time to bring Brad on the show. Brad is always a good guest. I'm going to try. So we'll be back for a quick break. And then when we return to the show, I'm going to have Brad Page on. So you don't want to miss it. Stick around. And welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on a Wednesday. I'm so happy to be here. My guest is Brad Page. I'm doing good, Richard. I liked the Super Bowl. I thought it was a great game. You know, it really kind of came down to the final play. Seeing Burrow could connect, you know, that four for one. I thought it was a good game. It was exciting, definitely. When it all comes down to it, the Rams just had more experience, more veterans. You know, they had more star players. It's a shame that Odell Beckham got hurt. Oh, a terrible injury. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be all right in the long run. But Cooper Cup came up big, you know, and he, you know, he won the MVP as he should have definitely. And, and Stafford, you know, was tough as well, you know, after he turned his ankle on that one playoff. Cincinnati, you know, it was good for them to get there. It's a good experience for them to get there. They can definitely learn from it. They probably need to work on their offensive line because uh, they, they were just getting beat a lot. Aaron Donald just kept on coming out. I thought it was a good game. I did. I mean, I'm happy for the Rams. Good for them. They haven't won a Super Bowl since they beat my Titans in 2000, but it's all right. You know, as the St. Louis Rams, though, this is the first championship as the Los Angeles Rams. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles is now the center of the sports universe, kind of like how Tampa was the center of the sports universe last Mm -hmm. year with the Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Lightning winning Stanley Cups. But my question to you is, I had a segment on my show yesterday as I was talking about which city would be the most happiest and which city is the least happiest. You take all the sports markets in the country, and the criteria is you have to have at least three professional sports teams. And I was talking to a guy who is a big Detroit fan, and it's not good for Detroit right now. So I'm going to go through all the city. And let's start with your hometown city. I don't know, would you count... Memphis sports teams as part of Nashville sports teams. So we got the Titans, we got the Predators, and we got Nashville SC, but you also have the Memphis Grizzlies. So is that just one big market, Tennessee sports? I would say so. Whenever the Predators were in the Stanley Cup finals against Pittsburgh, the Grizzlies supported them. You know, they were happy for the Predators making it that far, a team from Tennessee to be in a championship uh, series. I think all of Tennessee definitely supports each other when it comes to pro sports. Now, when it comes to college, different story. <laughs> Tennessee, University of Tennessee thinks they're the best college in Tennessee, definitely over Vanderbilt, over Memphis, MTSU, you name it. But um, when it comes to like, pro sports teams, such as the Predators and the Grizzlies and the soccer team, the Titans as well, I think they uh, all support each other, definitely, when it comes to that. I would say that Tennessee sports right now, um, and I'm going to grade it based on, so if you get an A, that means all your professional teams can win a championship right now or they have won a championship. I'm going to give the teams in Tennessee a B plus. 
The Titans, yep. they're, they're capable of getting a championship. The Nashville Predators are always in contention in the NHL. The Memphis right. Grizzlies right now are third in the Western Conference. And Nashville SC made it to the MLS playoffs, but they lost to the Philadelphia Union in their first matchup. In their second season, which is impressive. So, yeah, I give the Tennessee sports a B plus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's good, but they, uh, like you said, they're very capable of winning the championship. Any of those teams are. And it's good to see uh, the teams doing well because in the past they haven't done well. For a long time, the Grizzlies weren't as good as they are now, and the Titans had their struggling years. It might have just been eight and eight, like every year it seemed like it was for a while. So it's good to see the sports teams coming back and uh, a lot of support with all different uh, sports there in Tennessee. All right, now let's go to Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. Check. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess we could count Georgia winning the national championship as far as Atlanta sports. Sure, why not? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, The Atlanta Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last Mm -hmm. year. However, they're not having a great year this year. The Atlanta Falcons went 7-10, and a rebuilding year. There's really not expectations for them to get to the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, we don't have a hockey team. Thrashers left town in 2011, so... Right. Um, but right. I would say I would say the Atlanta sports teams, I give them a B minus because yeah. the Falcons just, oh, I just don't understand. Ever since they blew that 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl, they haven't been all that great. They fired Dan Quinn. Right. Matt Ryan is an aging quarterback. Uh, I know he could still play, but. The whole Calvin yeah. Ridley situation and trading away Julio Jones worked that worked out for you, but well, you say it did, but you know he still didn't. I guess you could say perform like he used to. So, so we don't know if he's uh, still in his prime or toward the end of his career or not. You know, so you know maybe they made the right move uh, trading Julio. Maybe they knew that he was toward the end of his career and then have much to give. But, but hopefully he can bounce back next year. I'm hoping he can. You know, I hope he, you know, can definitely play better. Uh, But like you said, uh, Atlanta, yeah, I have to agree with that. B-minus for sure, you know. All right, Brad, I don't know how far we're going to get with this game. Uh, We'll we'll stay as close to the southeast region as much as possible. Let's move on to Charlotte. Let's go up the road, I-85. The Carolina Panthers, you got the Charlotte Hornets, you got the Carolina Hurricanes. And you got the new MLS team that Charlotte has that's coming next season. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that team does. No major league baseball team in Charlotte. Well, I was hoping maybe let the Tampa Bay or the Montreal Expos, like when they moved to Washington, I thought maybe Charlotte would get a major league baseball team. But the Hornets are in contention in the playoffs. The Carolina Panthers did make it to the Super Bowl about five years ago. Yeah. And they're, you know, rebuilding under Matt Rule. I think the Hornets are good. I mean, I don't know. If you're a resident of Charlotte, do you count Duke and North Carolina as uh, if they win a chip? I I have a friend who's from Philly. So when Villanova won the NCAA title, he counted that as a Philadelphia championship. And I'm like, do you do that as a pro fan and a college fan? I think you have to if you don't have a strong college there in the Charlotte area. You have to count Duke or North Carolina, your team. You have the two best teams from North Carolina, you know, and uh, I think you have to count count them and, and be excited when they do win. Well, I'm going to say since 
Charlotte slash Carolina, because you also have the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL, mm-hmm. has four professional sports teams. I give them about a, a C plus because the Panthers yeah. aren't very good this year. Carolina yeah. Hurricanes, they were in the playoffs a couple years ago. I remember they won the Stanley Cup in 2006. Let's go down to New Orleans. <laughs> I know they only have two professional sports teams, the New Orleans Pelicans and the New Orleans Saints. Now, I know that it's a Saints town, you know, yeah. but they, they are rebuilding. Drew Brees retired. Sean Payton left. They're going to yeah. ride and die with Jameis Winston. Dennis Allen is now their head coach. Alvin Kamara, that that shocked me. I mean, he was yeah, probably their, their main yeah. weapon. And yeah. he might not even – I believe he's going to be suspended to start this season. The Saints are in trouble. The New yeah. Orleans Pelicans, even though they have Brandon Ingram and they just got C.J. McCollum in a trade, Right. Zion Williamson was supposed to be their cornerstone franchise player, and he is yet to suit up for him. Now, they're currently 10th in the Western Conference in the playoff standings, but I think it's going to be a C-minus for New Orleans. I mean, there's really nothing good on the horizon. For a long time, it's been the Saints. That's probably been the best team that they've had. Now, when Chris Paul was playing for the uh, Hornets at the time, before they trained to the Pelicans, you know, they were pretty good. They were average, I guess you could say. But for the most part, when you think of New Orleans, you think of the Saints. I mean, that's the, that's the team that, that runs that town and uh, that area. So, yeah, I definitely uh, say a C, C- minus or so because um, I know the Saints are struggling uh, right now with all the players that they lost, you know, you know with, with Breeze retiring and then Alvin Kamara probably not going to start, you know, next year and um, just see what happens with Jameis Winston, you know. No, so the, the cities I'm not even going to – because they're, they're going to be A's. Uh, Los Angeles, yeah. that's an A. And then Tampa is going to be an A with the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl last year, the Tampa right. Bay Rays making it to the World Series, and the Tampa Bay Lightning has won the last two Stanley Cups. Right. So those, right. those are easy. Yep. But now – Let's pick a hard city. You got Boston. You got New York. You got uh, where? Where you want to go here, Brad? You want to? You want to go uh, Seattle, Denver, Kansas yeah. City, uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I would say St. Louis because the Blues. You know, they won um, Stanley Cup a long ago, and the Cardinals always try to find their way in the playoffs. You know, okay. they you know they always make the playoffs. You know, usually. St. Louis um, is also going to get a Major League Soccer team, so they're going to have three sports teams. Uh, what yeah. about Milwaukee? The Packers are really counted in the Milwaukee market. Yeah, yeah definitely. The, Bucks, the Brewers did very well in the playoffs against yeah. the Braves. I think they could have won that series against the Braves. Now you got to understand the the Milwaukee market will roots for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, they're not too far. Green Bay's not too far from Milwaukee, just up the road. Um, really, you know. So I mean, yeah, that. That whole area is definitely loves the Packers. And know. I want to say Aaron Rodgers was at the Milwaukee Bucks City mm-hmm. Parade. Yeah. So he's so he's supporting the Bucks. You gotta mm-hmm. fear the deer. They're the they're the defending NBA yep. champs. The Milwaukee yep. Yep. Brewers are gonna look great with that pitching staff and mm-hmm. Christian Yelich. And you know, when we get baseball back, Milwaukee's gonna be back. Oh yeah. Um, some of the cities that are kind of depressing right now, Detroit. Houston. I know the Astros went to the World Series, but I mean the Houston Texans and the Houston Rockets. Uh, it's a mess. Oh, it's a mess right now. Denver's got some promise. I mean, you got the Broncos. All they need is a quarterback, and they'll compete. Right. The Denver Nuggets, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. I think the Colorado Rockies are a couple bats away 
from competing in the NL West. And then the mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche is one of the best teams in the NHL. You no, know, I would say, I mean, the really only good thing in New York is probably the Knicks, you know. <laughs> uh, well, the Knicks, yeah. the Knicks made the playoffs last yeah. year. They're they're not yeah. doing so well. Right. The Yankees, the Yankees always make the playoffs. The, Yankees, uh, the Mets. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the Nets definitely. Yeah, I forgot. The about that. The, the Mets yeah. got Max Scherzer. Yeah. But get this won the MLS Cup. So that mm-hmm. is a major championship for the city of New York. It counts. Right. right, yeah, yeah. It was like when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 1994. There yeah. was a lot of ecstatic hockey fans, and they had a ticker tape parade in New York. I don't know if they had a ticker tape parade for NYCFC, but I, it's just a, something to think about. You know, Los Angeles winning the championship, it got me thinking about how exciting it is to be in L.A., because the Dodgers and the Lakers also won a championship in the last two years. Moving on to Bracketology 101, classes in session. This is the third week. So if you drop out of your classes, you will not get a refund. (laughs) Brad, I got a bone to pick. Auburn, they lost to Arkansas last week. I thought they were going to be the overall number one seed and they would just win the title. I was actually... Talking to an Auburn fan at church, he is more of an Auburn football fan, but he is excited about Auburn basketball. The Russell County head coach, Ronnie Battle, I was talking to him. He is a huge Auburn fan. Uh, He actually played point guard at Auburn in the early 90s alongside Wesley Persky. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I was talking to him. As as many of you know, I'm the public address announcer for Russell County basketball. So mm-hmm. during pregame warmups, I was uh, talking to him. I was like, hey, coach, how's about how about those Auburn Tigers? He got excited. He's like, yeah, number one team in the country. They did lose to Arkansas. They lost their overall number one ranking to Gonzaga. They're still projected to be a number one seed. So the new mm-hmm. bracketology that just came out has got Gonzaga, Auburn, and Arizona as projected to be the four number one seeds. Mm-hmm. Purdue fell out because Michigan beat them and they beat them bad at home. Yeah. But Michigan is now in the bubble. They're considered a bubble team. They weren't before, but after beating Purdue, they're now a bubble team. Same with Memphis. Memphis upset Houston and now they're one of the first four teams out. So Brad, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this week, does Tennessee remain at a number 5 seed or do they go higher or lower? I think they do remain as a number 5 seed. Uh, regardless of how they uh, finish the season. I'm looking at the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi. I mean, that's really where I get my bracketology information is from Joe Lenardi. They got Tennessee projected as a number four seed. I can see that. I can see that, you know. um, I mean, depends how they do with Auburn. I got to tell you, that was a big win last night against Kentucky. It was a huge win. They had to win. Uh, last night they had to they knew Oscar was going to be a big presence you know in the paint well Fulkerson did a good job and Clavage did a great job you know fighting against him and everything and Kenny Chandler I mean he he's been for mom all year long he he is a stud <laughs> and uh he he'll probably go to the NBA I'm sure after this year that was a must win game. They are now 19 and 6 overall. Kentucky falls to 21 and 5. Next week's bracketology, Kentucky might drop back down to a number two seed, but Auburn mm-hmm. is holding on to that lead. They have a two game lead over Kentucky in the SEC. But yeah. Brad, 
Tennessee has got a very tough game this Saturday as they go to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Well, yeah, Arkansas's rolling right now, and they got a lot of confidence beating Auburn. So it's always a tough place to play in um, Arkansas. I can remember growing up watching Arkansas, the Noah Richardson era. You oh, know, like, yeah, those were my yeah. favorite teams with Todd yeah, Lane, like Corliss Williamson, Corliss Williamson. Scotty Thurman, you know. <laughs> They've always had a, a huge basketball uh were you Showing a fan there. of the '94 team? That uh, yeah. I was, I was a big fan of the '94 team. Yeah, me I, too. Me too. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that the Arkansas Razorbacks they came into the SEC because they used to be in the Southwest Conference, but they were a very big powerhouse in the early '90s. Players like Bobby Portis, and and they've yep. had they've had some good players come. Oh from, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Arkansas, Eric Musselman has done a good job with. Them. Yeah, he has done 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 a great job with um. With the Razorbacks, for sure. They got to get that win. That's going to be a tough win on the road taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. They got to get that win, like you said, because that would give them the confidence to eventually play Auburn during the end of the season and see what can happen there and then go into the tournament, hopefully get on a roll and see how far they can get and up their seeding. I'm going to say there are six teams that are a lock to make the NCAA tournament. Auburn and Kentucky, which both might be number one seeds. Yep. Tennessee's going to make the tournament. Arkansas, Alabama. I'm going to say Arkansas is a six seed or a seven seed. I'll have to look at the projected standings to see if I'm right. Yep. I think Alabama is going to be an eight seed. They might be a seven seed. I think they're going to be either an eight or a nine seed. LSU is going to be an 11 seed. And Florida is one of the first four teams out. So if Florida does get in, they're going to get in that play-in game as a 12 seed. I'd be very surprised if Florida gets in. I would really be surprised if they get in. Florida should have beat Kentucky in Gainesville. And now they have to take on Auburn this week. And right. if they don't win that game, I don't think right. Florida's getting in the tournament. I don't think they are. I just don't think they are. It's been something how far they've fallen since Billy Donovan has left, you know, there. I mean, Mike White, I don't know much about him, you know, <laughs> even though he is Danny White's, I would say his brother. I'd be very surprised if Florida gets in because they've had a rough season, definitely. Now, Brad, you're in Tennessee where they have a lot of mid-major teams, mm-hmm. it, like Middle Tennessee State. I don't know if you remember the run that Middle Tennessee State had two years in a row where they made it. Well, I do. They beat Michigan State. <laughs> that well, was guess even- what? When, when you go to Murfreesboro, you'll get to see that they have hung two championship banners for That's making right. it to the round of 32 both years. That's right, yeah. Uh, Kermit, I believe, was his name. Kermit the Davis, Kermit. yeah. They, yeah. They had a Kermit great run. Davis. Yep, he's done a great job there, you know. And uh, I've always liked Belmont. I think Belmont could break oh, yeah. through. Uh, you you have Murray. They're in Kentucky, but they're very close to the Tennessee border. Of course, John Morant went to Murray State. There was a year where Lipscomb made it to the NCAA tournament. Of course, Memphis is one of the first four out. Is there a team other than the Tennessee Volunteers in the state of Tennessee that you would root for if they made it into the NCAA tournament? I don't know if it was last year or the year before. We had East Tennessee State in there, uh, the Buccaneers. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely rooting for them because they, you know, they had a, uh, a great first half. I don't know. What big team they played right off? Pittsburgh. I think they were a 16 seed. Pittsburgh. They- that's right. That's right. Yeah, Pittsburgh. So, yeah, definitely them, um, I would say. I love MTSU. It's a great school. I mean, I 
I've had friends from high school that went there. What about Chattanooga? Oh yeah, Chattanooga. Forgot about them too. Yeah, twelve and two in the Southern, and they are twenty-two and five overall. I believe they're going to make the NCAA tournament this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad that Tennessee can get a lot of teams in the NCAA tournament. I wish I could Mm -hmm. say the same thing about Georgia. Yeah, Georgia has a lot of four and five star basketball players that do not go to the schools here. So Georgia is the worst team in the SEC right now. Georgia mm-hmm. Tech has underachieved with Josh Pastner. I know they made the NCAA tournament last year. I expect more from Georgia. Even Mercer right now, middle of the conference mm-hmm. in the Southern, they made the NCAA tournament in 2014. They upset Duke. Georgia State is mediocre this year. Georgia Southern, Kennesaw State. When I lived up in Ackworth in the metro Atlanta area, yeah. I was five minutes away from the campus of Kennesaw State. I went to several games, and I always wanted to see Kennesaw State in the NCAA tournament. They've never got good enough to make it, even though I think the Atlantic Sun is winnable. Oh, yeah. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast came out of the Atlantic Sun. Brad, I've had so much fun talking bracketology with you. <laughs> I know you definitely studied this uh, uh, week, so you get an A. I try to remember what I could study and, you know, and – and uh and put away definitely you know well i will make sure to print out diplomas when it comes to selection it. sunday all um, right yeah I appreciate great that. job great job on bracketology as Thank we you. get closer to conference tournaments we get a clearer picture of who's getting in this tournament and who is going to be going to the nit or a team like georgia who's going to be watching all the tournaments from the couch I remember the run Georgia Tech had last year where they rallied off nine straight games. So anybody can get in this tournament if they get hot enough at the right time. I think Memphis has a shot if they continue winning. Don't count Memphis out. You know, they could get on the roll for sure, you know. Great win last night by the Memphis Grizzlies. They got it done beating the New Orleans Pelicans. They're now 41-18, and and they are right now in third place. They have a four-game lead on the Utah Jazz. They have implemented their spot as the third seed. I actually like the matchup that Memphis would face in the playoffs. If the season ended today, they would play the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the Nuggets have the reigning MVP, Nikolai Jokic, but right. the Nuggets are without Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets are without Michael Porter Jr. I look at the Nuggets, and I see a regular season team. That's why I think the Grizzlies – can get the win, and if they play the Golden State Warriors in the second round, I know I'm getting ahead of myself because the Warriors may even have to play the Lakers in the first round. If play the Warriors in the second round, I think the Grizzlies match up well with them. I don't know if you remember 2015 when the Grizzlies mm-hmm. took the 2-1 lead on the eventual champs, Golden State Warriors. Right. They were more physical. They were the more physical team. They had Marcus Saul. They had Zach Randolph. I want to say they had Tony Allen on their team. They had Mike Conley. I mean, they they were the more physical team. Is more physical, and I think that favors the Grizzlies if they have to play the Warriors in the second round of the playoffs. I'm just ready for the playoffs to be, you know begin and see how they do. You know, playoffs. I think they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever uh, they do uh, begin later in May or whatever. Right, um, let's talk about the playoffs because I, yeah. I actually think. I'm going to make a bold prediction for you, Brad. I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be first-team all-defense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. 
What did yep. you think of that halftime show? Well, it was awesome, really. You know, I mean, bringing back uh, hits that I grew up with. High school, you know, you listen to a little Snoop Dogg, a little Dr. Dre. I mean, I mean, I thought it was cool, you know, um, how, how they brought everybody out. A cool presentation. I mean, the whole stadium was rocking, you know, and uh, everybody was getting down to it. Funny thing about uh, Eminem, the first time I heard Eminem, you're not going to believe the first time I heard Eminem. It was at Freed Harmon. At Freed Harmon. It's when I was listening to CDs, you know, before we played them on the air. <laughs> and uh, remember we had the screen CDs and all that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to 91.5, <laughs> the good old days. We were screening yeah. CDs. Yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? I never heard him in my life, you know. And it was his first CD, you know, some shady, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's the first time I heard him, you know, like. I mean, he was different and everything, but oh uh, yeah, he you know he definitely changed. You know, they all did. I mean, they were all yeah. like in their fifty yeah. sin and Eminem were the only ones that were not fifty. I mean, it just <laughs> tells you how old we are. They're they were yeah. all in their fifties. That's true, right? Right. I mean, Dr. Dre is like fifty-seven. Kendrick Lamar is younger than us, though. Yeah, he's probably but, the youngest of all of them. I would say. I, you know? I think that Kendrick Lamar was only in the halftime show because all the people under the age of 30 know who Kendrick Lamar is. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know. But I mean it it was good to hear hits, you know, that you know you grown up with and jammed to, you know, in your car or whatever, you know, had on had on your mixed C D, you know. I mean I mean, it, it was good to hear music that you were familiar with, I guess you could say. You know, that's and that's the cool thing about, you know, halftime show, because a lot of times the halftime shows, you never heard these songs, you know, or you never heard of these people. But um, I think a lot of people liked the show for sure. You know, it was it was good. Nothing crazy happened. You know, it was, you know, you know, good for the most part. <laughs> what was your favorite commercial? Well, <laughs> when we were talking about, you know, commercials before the Super Bowl, you know, you said something about, I can't wait for the NFL commercial, you know, to happen. And I think I like that one the best. The NFL the video one. game commercial? Yes. Yeah. Where they all funny. came out. Yeah. And started playing football in the house and everything, knocking everything down. And I thought that was really cool how uh, Peyton – Dished it off to Walter Payton, and he scored the final touchdown. I thought that was very cool. I thought that was a cool commercial. I liked the Lay's one. Um, the Doritos one was definitely funny. The Amazon one was really good. I liked the one that where one. they could read your thoughts. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were some pretty good ones. You know, some pretty funny ones. You know, I like the movie trailers. I'm excited yeah. about Jurassic World. I'm excited yeah. about Doctor Strange. Um, they have also have. Netflix is going to come out with a major blockbuster movie every week. They had that. I love the Disney Plus goats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, that fun. Was good. It was good. And some of my, my kids like some of the Super Bowl commercials. Their favorite commercial was the Doritos commercial with the animals. Yes. Uh, the yeah. sloth. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were seen in salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think will be the halftime show next year? Any All idea? Right. So it is in Arizona. Uh huh. So I'm not ruling out Jordan Sparks. Okay. But <laughs> she's from Arizona. Adina Howard is from Arizona. Uh, probably not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> right. Uh, the country singer that sings, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. That's George Strait. 
You think George Strait's going to come out? No, <laughs> just... Super Bowl 57, I believe. It'll be <laughs> I mean... Super Bowl 57. Yeah, so... um, do, you think, do you think they go in a different direction? I know that everybody over the age of 50 said, this was the worst know. halftime show ever. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to still keep it with pop or if they're going to go back to classic stuff that everybody usually knows. Maybe like Aerosmith or somebody like that. You know, I don't. Or Metallica. You know, I don't know. You know, Brad, I don't know. You know, I'm okay with them doing a country Super Bowl halftime show. I'm okay with they Kenny did and, and George Strait and Reba yeah. McIntyre and yeah. bring out Trisha Yearwood, Garth yeah. Brooks. I mean. Bring You're them right. all out, right? Uh, like uh, I think it was '94 when they, um, when the Cowboys and the Bills played. Um, oh yeah, I do remember that halftime show where they, they had, all had the country singers and uh, a bunch of country stars, Clint Black, you know, Brooks and Dunn. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, they could go country, or they could start with the latest, the the hottest pop act out there, or they might could just go back to classic rock or whatever i just i just don't know who you know what they do nance you know um here's an idea for the idea. super bowl halftime show we're in a pandemic right right so we, we all need to be wearing masks and social distancing right the super bowl halftime show should be daft punk <laughs> yeah as long as they're six feet apart you know and they, they're wearing yeah. their helmets right. exactly right yeah oh we're yeah, just having fun here on the too. show yeah Hey, Brad, I mean, I do appreciate you coming on my podcast. Yeah. Does it bring back memories when we were on the Up All Night show? Just it does, fun? man. It does, for sure, man. It does, you know. We had a lot of fun with that, and especially our top ten and our guests, and uh, just having fun, crazy times on the show and everything, and it was fun. Yeah. Was some good times. Uh, we live in a yeah. world now where I, I don't really need to be posting flyers anywhere. Uh, all, all I do is share my podcast on social media. So right, that right. would be that would be the version of look for the flyers. You, you got to remember right. it, it was the year two thousand, so it was still yeah. we, we were still living in a paper world. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was before Facebook, MySpace, and all of that. <laughs> you know, probably the most te- te- technological thing we had was like our cell phones, but they were like flip phones or. The Nokia ones or whatever, you know. I appreciate you, Brad, being on the show. I appreciate it, man. I really do. And yeah, just anytime, you know, when you need me to come on, you know, I'll be more than happy to help out, man. All right. That was Brad Pay, the former co-host of the Up All Night Show and current director at WBBJ in Jackson. Is he looking for rising talent in the news industry? And uh, <laughs> just good luck with your job there. And, and hopefully... Jackson does something that puts Jackson, Tennessee on the map. Uh, who knows what could happen in that crazy <laughs> city that we all grew up loving at Freed Harmon. All right. Well, that was it. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. 
produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.